I do this podcast because I love talking about people's purpose. I think it's so important that we have one. And how amazing is it when yours is to awaken greatness in others? Man, is there anything better than that? Let's talk about it next. Jordan Mullet, next. Hello, friends, and welcome to Purpose Under Pressure, sharing stories of purpose and the storms that rise in the business world that threaten to knock you off of yours. Purpose Under Pressure is brought to you by the Ruby Group, Sandler Sales Training in Akron, serving business and sales leaders across Ohio, even in Florida, with sales and leadership training. I am Brian Leffelock. I'm glad you're here. Let's turn up the pressure. So one thing I want you to know is that I am a Sandler trained salesperson. I'm proud of it. And my sales trainer is Jordan Mullet. And the thing I want you to know about Jordan is that he taught me about purpose, or at least he helped me kind of shine a light on what was within. And so I'm glad to introduce him to you. I'm really excited to introduce him to you. Our guest today on Purpose Under Pressure is Jordan Mullet. He's a sales trainer, executive coach with the Ruby Group, Sandler Training, also a proud sponsor of Purpose Under Pressure. Jordan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brian. Excited to be here. Uh, Truly honored to be part of this. Yeah, I'm glad you are because I certainly am. You and I have had some some deep conversations, and they are almost always uh, about purpose. And the neat thing I want people to understand about what Sandler Training is and what you do, that's kind of what you're all about. It's not about hooks and cliches and closes and how to get the next deal done. That stuff happens when you're on purpose and you're doing things right. And And that's what you guys are really all about, isn't it? Talk to a little bit about what you guys do there at the Ruby Group, what you do as a sales trainer. Um, give people an idea of what you're all made of. Yeah. So Sandler Training, what we do is we help companies kind of figure out how their top line revenue is coming in the door. And then we give non-traditional ways to be able to increase that. So working with their sales team to kind of understand the dynamics and then look at what do we need to do to tweak those things. And even though everybody comes to us for technique and they like, you know, a different clothes, a different way of saying things, typically what needs to change is behavior. The things that they're doing on a daily basis, not doing enough of them, uh, not doing the right things, uh, need to do them differently. And then how that behavior impacts what's going on in between the ears, the psychology of a salesperson, the psychology of a sales team and everything that goes with that. And then if we can get those things right, typically we can get back to technique again and we can make it easy to have uh, easy conversations in between you and prospects to be able to figure out what's really going on. Let's get to the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Um, And let's, let's make a decision whether or not if we can work together, whether we can help each other. Um, So that's the privilege that we get to do at Sandor. And Jordan, I know you're a man of principle. I know you're a man of purpose and, and you're a man of doing things right. And and I'm wondering how many people come to you that are already ready to go. They've got their purpose. They've got their their behaviors. They've got it. They just need some polish. I got to assume that the number's really small. <laughs> it, it It's that is true. So um, out of all the different people that I work with, it's a very small number where I'm technique only. Yeah. Um, and I, if I'm just going to throw a number out there right now, I'm at one. Yeah. Is basically top of his game, uh, running at a whole different level. Number one in the nation wants mm. to stay there, wants to continue to improve his game, wants to double. We work on a lot of technique in that situation. Yeah. 
other than that, it's hard. It's discovering who you are and what you're called for, what your purpose is, and then being able to, inside of the noise of business and family and all the other things that go on, it's difficult. So Jordan, this show is Purpose Under Pressure. We're going to get into the pressure, but I'm interested in first the purpose. I'm interested in your purpose, how you got into the Sandler Ruby Group sales training thing, if that correlates with your purpose at all, both for personally and professionally, Jordan. Talk to me about your purpose. Yeah, well, I I honestly did not discover my purpose until after I had joined the Ruby Group hmm. and I left the family business in 20. And the end of 2013 made the decision to leave the family business. And so April of 2014 joined the Ruby group and I joined through that discovery of leaving the family business. What do I want to do? I found that there was three areas I wanted to focus on. So I wanted to be able to help business owners. I wanted to be able to help my community. You know, so I live in, in Amish country in Berlin, Ohio. So, uh, world's largest Amish Mennonite community. And I wanted to be able to help them. And then I wanted it to be something around sales. So that really fit with the Ruby group. But a year after joining the Ruby group, I spent some time with a man named John Stalwart. And John wrote the book called The Serving Leader. And he helped me to develop my vision statement for my life. Uh, which I was so excited when I came across that. So that was 2015. I discovered that what I'm really created for, my purpose is awakening greatness. So I like working with individuals, with teams, whoever it is to figure out what's on the inside um, and to be able to uncover that and get that out in the open. How do you go about awakening greatness? Is there a, if your purpose is to do that, then you must have a system to get it done. I know you don't have to go through the whole thing, but how do you identify what that greatness is in the first place? Yeah, it's, um, it's not a, it's not an, uh, I have systems that I use, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of it entails, you know, meeting with somebody one-on-one, spending time with them on a regular basis, helping them unpack different things, um, running them through some tools, different things. But I think a a better way of describing it, I had I had somebody share something with me about a year ago that really helped me put some things into perspective. And I was in a church setting and a person came up to me and they said that every time that they turned around and looked at me, um, they saw a, ha- a, a helmet on my head that looked like a mining hat with a headlamp on it. And then when they asked the Lord about it, the the Lord told them that Jordan is a miner and he goes in and he digs a lot of dirt and he helps uncover gold. Wow. And wow. I've, I've spent a lot of time processing that. Like, what does that mean? And one of the things I have an incredible high trust of people and I'm very optimistic. So it just about doesn't matter who the person is when they're sitting in front of me. I'm, I have a belief that they're going to succeed. I have a belief that, they have incredible value. And so just starting from that principle alone of being able to to walk with them to uncover that is, mm-hmm. is kind of what makes me tick. So we do lots of different things to uncover that. It's not some magic formula. Um, I have an individual uh, that I started coaching recently. And, you know, in the beginning, all we do is we spend time with each other. We try to figure out and they come in 
and they unpack their day, they unpack their week. Um, and I start putting pictures together of what I'm seeing in their world and start calling it out and then helping them to sort it out. Um, yeah, it's an incredible privilege. I love doing it. it. It is definitely what gets me out of bed in the morning. So cool for you to find something that you love to do and that makes you happy that also helps someone else become great, awaken their greatness. And so let's talk about the pressure hmm. because this is a business. You are in a for-profit business. You can't just go around making people great all day and not. So, so I'm wondering how does the business pressure, how does the business world responsibilities, how does that create storms that get in the way when all you're trying to do, all you're trying to do is awaken greatness. What gets yeah. in the way? What are the problems? Well, I, I can, that's an easy answer for me. Yeah. Um, as you can hear, I'm, I'm very people oriented. So how do you think my task orientation is? Probably low. Probably low. <laughs> uh, we had an assessment that we used to use at Sandler and it would actually look at process orientation on a scale of zero to a hundred. I'm proud to say I was single digits. Okay. Good for you. Well done. <laughs> so under 10, right? Um, and, and what does that you, mean, Jordan? What does that mean? Task oriented? So, okay. If you use disc, disc is a good example. Disc is a way of measuring behavior, how we prefer to communicate and behave. And if you, there's two different, uh, sides of the wheel when it comes to tasks, there's task and people oriented. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am 100% at the bottom of people oriented and very far away from task oriented. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so high eye on the disc, I'm an influencer with some steady relating and then compliance is, uh, compliance is how you deal with, um, with rules, right? So mm -hmm. somebody that's high in compliance is a one-way street. There's one correct way to do something. And somebody that's low in compliance, there's many ways to do it. I like yeah. to think of it as a one-way street versus the uh, the salt flats, right? You, you can, can go, just in go anywhere any you direction. Want. There's yep, no yep, roads, yep. anything. Yep. That is me. I yep. don't like to repeat things. I don't like to do the same things over and over again. Um, in fact, after, because I had been at my family business for 14 years and every day we owned a factory, right? There's an office. So that meant every single day going to the same place day in and day out five days a week, we show up at the factory. Um, I like change and different things. So after I left the family business, I, and the Ruby group's office was an hour away. I hopped coffee shops. I would. One day I would work at my island in my kitchen. The next day I would work at a coffee shop. The next person day I'd be at somebody else's office. And the need for a location for me for to go into an office every day uh, was probably within a year or two. It took me five. Oh my. <sighs> until I finally committed. And even then, once I had set an office space up, uh, I was renting a, a space from one of my clients and I had a beautiful office, like three times the size of the one I have now. And I, I couldn't even get myself to go and show up there uh, more than one day in a row. And sometimes I would, I just, there was just this rebellion almost inside of me that like I had done the same thing for so long. Yeah. So. And so it, how was that causing issues? How was that making you feel then at that time? Well, so then you can imagine that productivity was not one of the greatest things that I ever yep. accomplished, right? Yep. So hard to be consistent on the things that you need to be consistent in. So, you know, 
I'll give you another example of kind of um, the other end of this. So now today, 2023, uh, I have three things on my goal list for myself, for my business. Um, I create a vision board every year and I don't know if this will show up, but at the bottom of the vision board is the only thing that I have for business. And it says GoPro, Taskmaster, Zero Email, and Calendar. So the three areas that I focus on on my business growth is being great at email. In other words, getting to zero inbox, managing my my email well, uh, not having past due tasks on my prospecting, as well as anything administrative that I do, and then managing my calendar to be to maximize those areas. Jordan, I'm wondering then, your purpose is to awaken greatness. And these things that you're not good at, these are the things that you need to be able to do so that you can awaken the greatness. Am I understanding that properly? And so can you give me an example of perhaps when you were trying to help somebody and that greatness was right within your grasp, but these failures to be able to manage tasks and do those things got in the way? Yeah. So one of the, if, if you're in my business, if I'm going to make a difference in somebody's life, it requires prep and margin. I have to have space in my head that when I come into their chaotic world, you know, just their everyday life, if I am not in a place of, let's call it centered, right? Mm -hmm. Where I don't have all these thoughts and tasks and things that are hovering over me. I'm not procrastinating this and feeling guilty about this. I have to be able to come in and be present. Yeah. Right. And then to be able to to prep well leading up to it so that when I come in, that as they're giving me all these different things that I can easily sort them out and then really give them a picture back of what I'm seeing. So it's not my job to fix their world. All I'm doing is I'm becoming a really good mirror that gives them a picture back so that they can say, oh, I don't I don't want that over here. Right. I don't I don't want my day to look like that. I don't want my week to look like that. I don't want these outcomes. And so then now they can see the different uh, controls that go into this, the decisions that they're making that are leading to where they're at. So then they can step back and start thinking, Okay, if we're going to make changes, I think this, this and this is going to happen. That's how you awaken greatness. Um, Had a client recently that uh, started with just before the holidays executive coaching, um, small business. And within two or three meetings, I looked at him and said, well, that sounds like you're in survival mode. That little phrase right there was a nugget that he had never contemplated. The What that unpacked for him, because he started looking at all the decisions he'd been making over the last 10, 15 years. Um, and evaluated that, yeah, he was making decisions based on survival, that the business might not be there tomorrow. So because of that, he never built systems, never did anything. As soon as we just pulled that one thread, um, and the Lord gave me a cool picture with this when, when we were talking about it, when sometimes when we pull threads, yeah, it's yeah. like you've, you're seeing a tapestry up on the wall, this gigantic yes. tapestry. And it, it's woven with all these different things that are going on in your life, the things that you've created. And you start pulling the thread. And as you pull the thread and you unweave it, what it unveils is that there's this incredible window behind 
that you can look out over this entire kingdom. And the tapestry is beautiful, but what it had been hiding, that the view out the window is nothing in comparison. Say on the rule, only decision makers can get other people to make decisions. Each and every day, we have a decision to make. Also, when we're with buyers in our sales process, we have a decision to make how we're gonna lead that interaction. And if I'm somebody that can make daily commitments and keep those daily commitments, then when I'm with buyers, I expect them to make commitments and keep those commitments to me throughout that sales process. So first and foremost, I have to have a decided heart in order to lead other people to make the decisions that I'm expecting them to make. So as he as he unpacked this, that he was making decisions in survival mode, he had he was not building any systems. So he on his own, like every time he comes back in my office, is making all these significant changes in his business. And I I'm just getting like I'm just sitting there, like getting to walk alongside of him to do that. And and his it's just I mean, his business is gonna grow because he's changing things. Does it always that, happen that quickly? Oh my, uh, I, you know, every story is so different. Yeah. Um, it, I, so I've been doing this nine years, Brian. Yeah. I have the privilege today that I get to pick and choose who I work with. So yes, I don't say yes to everybody, right? I'm careful of who I work with. I am looking for people that are hungry to change, right? So when they come in the door, they're motivated. It's not me being the motivation behind that. Um, I'm, I'm not taking on anybody's problem cases. I am looking for people who want to change. So yeah, we do see lots of change pretty, pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. Because they're ready to go. And, and I'm wondering, Jordan, maybe the million dollar question here, how does it make you feel when you see that light bulb come on and then maybe two or three meet, weeks later or meetings later or whatever, you see the impact and you see what you've been able to kind of open up or unleash or awaken. Tell me how that yeah. makes you feel. I, I don't, yeah, it, it's, I don't, so I'm a visual person. So I'm trying to even put that into a visualization. Um, I heard a story from Zig Ziglar one time and he talked about that when he was new in sales and he was selling his, his uh, potware, his cookware, that he had a chance to be uh, the top salesperson in the company that year. And he went to visit his mentor's house um, and he got there at 11 o'clock at night and he was just, he got to his mentor's house and he was just going back through the last couple sales that he had. And he was just, he was so excited. And he said he, he probably went for about an hour and a half. And after about an hour and a half, he slowed down and he goes, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I didn't even ask how you are. And his mentor said something that had great impact on me. He said that, you, Zig, you don't understand. Every win that you get, like that's a win for me. Um, and as mm. a dad, we understand mm. what that feels like. We understand yes, that, you know, our children, we like when we see them succeed, that's their greatest desire is to see that I have the same relationship with my clients. I want them to succeed. Yeah. So whether it's today or I don't need recognition, I don't need any of those things. Just knowing that it's making a difference in their families, it's making a difference in their employees, it's making a difference for them that they sleep better, 
Um, that that's what I care about. That I, I don't need any praise or anything like that. I just I want them to grow. I want them to to succeed. And so let's give some strangers that opportunity. Let's imagine that there are some salespeople, and I think everyone's a salesperson, but let's just say that there's some people out there that are trying to hit some numbers, trying to get their feet on the ground, trying to kind of be successful, whatever their definition of successful is. Um, what would they have a purpose? What would your uh, advice be as we kind of close out the show to make sure that they do things well? What's the one thing that they should always be doing? Uh, to give them the best chance of success or of awakening that greatness within. So the, the, <laughs> and I've made a recommitment this year to journal every day. I've not always been faithful at it, but it's hard. Well, yeah, it's hard. You know what it's like. Yes, sir. Uh, we've been through that journey. This was probably 2018. Uh, it was probably 2019. I don't know exactly the year, but um, as I was looking at changing my, my business, I recognized that each year was kind of repeating and I wasn't seeing the growth in my business the way I wanted. When I looked at the Sandler network and in, in the Sandler network, we have the privilege of having some incredible trainers. There's three, 400 of us. We get together on a regular basis and we share best practices. And what I discovered or noticed is that if you look at the top trainers, the ones that are successful, the ones that have been doing it well, every one of them talks about journaling Journaling. and they talk about their version of it and what they're doing and so i had a decision to make i had a decision that if i'm going to make a difference for my year and i don't want to end up where i started i need to do one thing and i picked journaling Mm -hmm. and so what i did is i committed and i said okay i am going to journal until i get this down and i am i'm learn how to journal i'm going to do this twice a day so i set a uh I set my journal on my bedside or my end table and every morning, first thing when I got out of bed, I would sit up, grab my pen and I would jot a few notes down about what happened. And then every evening when I came home, I would go into my bedroom, grab my chair and I would write some notes down about what was going on. Brian, what I uncovered, yeah, I, I had no idea. I didn't. So what journaling does is it brings your thoughts to the forefront and the things that you've been repeating to yourself, the things that you've been believing, the things that your self-talk comes to the forefront. And once you're able to see your self-talk and understand some of the things you've been believing, you recognize, you know, I don't know if that's the best thing I should be doing or thinking. Yeah, Yeah. That journaling has changed the way I think. It's changed the way I behave. It has changed uh, my ability to be present. And I am, this is January 16th. I have journaled 14 days out of 16 so far. Very good. And, and so that's the one thing I know that when, when I would, when I journal, I've learned two things about journaling. I've learned one, that I will write things down that I'm thinking. And if I keep writing, I'll write all the other stuff down. So I, I, I hear myself over and over again with the surface level headlines. But when I journal, I get behind the headlines and down into the real stuff. And, and the other thing that I, that I learned is that you don't lie to yourself when you journal. You lie to yourself through your brain. Your mind tells you stories, all kinds of stuff, based on every kind of other thing. You don't write. And if you do write a lie down, you know right away, that's a lie. That's ridiculous. That's not true. And and so it's an initial. I'm glad you brought that up. I hope people will want to do that. If, if people want to learn more from you about journaling or about anything 
you know, Jordan, I, I, I don't mean to speak for you, but I have a feeling you don't mind talking to anybody about helping them awaken greatness. So if someone wanted to reach out to you, how would they do that? Uh, so social media, LinkedIn is probably the easiest way, right? Jordan Mullet. You can find me there through the Ruby Group. You can hit our webpage at www.therubygroup.com. Um, and yeah, I'd love to help you. If you want to text or call, 330-231-0998. That's tremendous. Folks, I, I, I hope that you will because there's not been too many people in my life that have been able to professionally, maybe even a little bit personally, uh, dig down deep inside of this, whatever's going on in here, um, to bring out some truth and, and has affected some real change in my life. And I'm, I'm really thankful for it. Jordan, thankful for all of that. And also for today, thank you for being a guest on Purpose Under Pressure. Brian, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you so much. So Purpose Under Pressure is brought to you by... There it is, Sandler Sales Training by the Ruby Group. You can visit therubygroup.sandler.com. I, I like to think that in this pressure-packed sales world, Sandler Training by the Ruby Group shines a light on your purpose, and you need that. So if you're interested in that, give Jordan and Mike Jones and all the great team at uh, Sandler Sales Training by the Ruby Group a call. I am Brian Leffelock. This is Brian Media Strategies. You can visit brianmediastrategies.com for more Purpose Under Pressure episodes. And if you want to talk to me about anything at all, happy to do that. This is purpose under pressure. We do it again next week. We do it every week. We'll see you then.